the Gemara and Tainus now family base brings down a um, a story. The Rav Nachman and Yitzchak have a yasi besudasa. They're sitting at a suda. They're eating. Rav Nachman said, "Rav Yitzchak, lema marmilsa. Say over a vart. Say over a vart at the suda." So he didn't want to say it mamish during the eating during during while they're eating because it's a sakana. But afterwards, he said um, the following vort. He told him the vart of Yaakov Avinu loy meis. Yaakov Avinu never died. The Gemara Sakasha. We find that the Ramaspad and the And the Gemara answers Mikrani Darish. We have a rhyme from a pasuk. The Yaakov Avinu taka didn't die. Yaakov Avinu loy meis. And the question is. He wanted him to say a vart at the Suda to uh, you know have the retire Bashas Suda. Why did he choose this Varpa Dafka? Why Dafka this Vart of Yakimani Loy Mace? Could have said anything. Obviously there's some connection between this Vart of Yakimani Loy Mace and the Indian of saying the retire the Suda. What is the connection between these two things? And I, I think perhaps it could be Mazda this LP Gavali aside from Hafzadik. He has said that he said in understanding Bakal, the Indian Yakimani Loy Mace. What does it mean Yakimani Loy Mace? Does it mean Kapshuta he didn't die? Very difficult to understand that he didn't die. What is the Pashup Shah and Yaakov and Eloi Mace? So Ritzalik in his Sefer, Rasisi Laila, Aysen and Vav, says, Gavalika Hasber. He says, I'll pee the Gemara and Brachas, and Brachas and Davchas tells us that there's really two main different types of Misa. There's many different variations, but the two extremes are on the one hand, you have Misa's Neshika, on the other hand, you have the Misa of Rishayim. Now, the Misa of Rishayim, the Gemara says, is a very painful Misa. It's like Chizra Begava the Amr. It's like removing wool, which is entangled with thorns, which is something very difficult, hard to remove it. That's the Misa of Rishayim. The Misa of Tzadikim is like a Misa's Nashika. It's painless. It's like Meshachal Benisa Mechava. It's like taking a hair out of a glass of milk. You just take it right out. It slips right out. It's not painful at all. Those are the two different extremes of Misa. And he's Masber that the Pshat is like this. The Be'etzim the um, removing the neshama from the guf should be something which is not painful at all because the guf is a lavush for the neshama. It's like a bag it around the neshama. It's like a coat that you're wearing on top of the neshama. Just like if a person is wearing a coat, you just take it right off, slips right off. There's nothing painful about it. It's external to you. It's not part of you. You take it off, and there's there's no pain involved in that. So ideally, the way that the the guf should be removed from the neshama is something which does not involve any pain at all, and that is really the Mises Neshika of a tzaddik. It's just taking the neshama right out, removing the guf from the neshama, and does not involve any pain. But the problem is that when people throughout out their life, they use their guf for for their own hana, they they are interested in getting their own hana, they're not using the guf, kula l'shem shemaim. so when you do that, when you're trying to get pleasure out of the guf, then the guf and the neshama become entangled, they become mesubach, they become entangled, and then later on, when HaKadosh Baruch needs to remove the guf and the neshama, it's very painful, it's very difficult, it's like removing thorns, the uh, wool from thorns, it's all entangled, and that's a that's a difficult misa, that's the misa of Rishayim. But if a person works his whole life to not live for his own sake, for his own hana, for his own pleasure, and even the pleasure that he takes is really from Baruch really the Shem Shemaim, then the guf and the neshama remain very separate, they're hardly entangled at all, and therefore when Hashem removes it, it's like taking a hair out of a cup of milk, it's just like removing the coat from the body, and it's not something painful, that's the ending of a Mises Neshika. So the more a person perfects himself and lives a Shem Shemayim and not for his own pleasure, the easier the Misa will be. That's how he understands this Indian of um, of the uh, different types of Mises that he talks about in the, that the Gemara Brachas talks about over there. And it would come out with this, so he says, what does it mean? Now the, when we, when we talk about Misa, every single person eventually, his neshama is going to leave his guf. That's going to happen regardless. But when Chazal talk about the Nina Misa, Misa refers specifically to the that Misa of separating the neshama from the guf, which involves some type of difficulty to remove it because it's somewhat entangled. But if a person is, lives on the Madrega where he's mamish, it's not entangled at all, and he can just take the neshama out very easily, so that person will 
have the Tetzal of Misa, he'll no longer be alive, his Neshama and Guf will be separate, but the act of Misa doesn't happen to him. That act of extracting the Neshama from the Guf in a painful way, that is not going to happen to him. That is something which only happens when the Neshama and the Guf are somewhat Mesubach entangled with each other. So Tzadik explains when they say Yaakov in Eloi Meis. What does it mean Yaakov in Eloi Meis? It doesn't mean that he didn't die. It doesn't mean that he's that he's still alive. Of course he's not alive, he's dead, his Nisham and Guf are separate, but what it means is that the act of Misa didn't happen to him. He didn't have an act of Misa of removing an, a Nishama that was entangled with a Guf. That Misa Misa didn't happen with him, because Yaakov perfected his life so much, he didn't take any Hanah for himself. Every single thing he did was L'Shem Shemaim. He reached a tremendous Madrega of Kedusha, where the Nisham and the Guf were totally separate. Ad Kedekach, the just needed to slip out the Nishama from the Guf, just like you take a coat off a body, and it was removed, but there was no act of Misa. There was no, there was and necessary to sever it all to take the the wool away from the thorns because he perfected himself so much. He had such a madrega of kedusha, which is the madrega Yon of Yaakov Avinu, that it wasn't in, in necessary to have a ma'isa misa in order to cause him to not be alive. He, he Akedas Baruch just took the neshama out of the guf, and Mimela he ended up not being alive. So that's what it means. Yaakov and Eloi Meis. It doesn't mean that that he's alive necessarily the way Ritzadik understands it. The end result is that he's dead like everyone else. But the ma'isa misa didn't happen to him. It was just like Meshachel Benisa Mechalva, even a higher level. Because he perfected his guf in such a such a uh, such a high madrega, and it could be lefi that the fear of tzaddik says, but that's why this vart was chosen the dafka to be said at the suda. Because what's the idea of speaking saying at the suda? It's to remind a person not to be nimshachachar guf. Don't eat for your own pleasure. Don't eat for your guf. But eat l'shem shemaim. Remember what the ikir is in order to um, make sure that your guf and your neshama doesn't become too mesubach, don't become too entangled. So mimela, what more appropriate vart than to mention this in Yaakov and Mace, where he perfected this on the highest level that his neshama and the guf did not become entangled at all, and that is something that's supposed to the Adam to keep the proper focus, even when he is eating, that's an Achila Shem Shemaim, an Achila where the Guf and the Neshama don't become too entangled, and therefore he's able to be Zaychet, a certain Bechina, a certain element of the Madrega of Yaakov and Eloi